to another episode of Fairway Evangelion, the podcast where we go through each episode and movie of the Neon Genesis series bit by bit. My name is Keith, going through for his last time, and I am joined by Peter. Hello! Who's going through for his first. Today we watched Evangelion 3.3. Uh, you cannot redo. This originally came out on November 17th, 2012. And the synopsis is, Shinji awakens on a ruined Earth 14 years after a third impact and finds the people have turned against him. He becomes trapped in a cycle of death and rebirth and continues to battle the angels while the world spirals into complete destruction. So overall, we once again call to death. I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, Kaoru died at the hands of the Choker Caller. Um, I assumed it was going to be one of those things where they were like, inside the Evangelion as their dual pilots, and it's going to be one of those things where they realize that they're going to trigger the collar to go off, and Kara's like, I'm going to take it off you and put it on myself. I don't know why he put it on himself in my mind, but it was just like, this is how he's sacrificing himself for Shinji, because that's just how he do. Uh, but no, he's just like, before we even get into Neva, to prove that you should trust me, I'm going to put the choker collar on me, because that's a great way to prove you can trust me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. Yep. Wait, it works. Shinji got Neva again. Well, he wasn't. Yep. Aside from that, how do you feel about your overall predictions? Sad. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they were right for the most part. Uh, they got back into an Ava. They didn't have the direct intention of causing the third pack impact. They had the intention of undoing the near third impact. Yeah. Uh, but in doing so, they ended up causing the fourth impact. I enjoy how even though the third impact wasn't actually the third impact, it was just nearly the third impact. They're still skipping over three from now on, and we're moving on to the fourth impact. But fourth yeah. also didn't quite happen. It was interrupted as well. But I still assume when the impact happens in the next movie, they're not going to call it the fourth or the third. <laughs> we're now on the fifth, even though the third or the fourth never happened. <laughs> I know you haven't got the predictions yet, but I like that you're already calling fifth impact will happen. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Bold of you to assume a fifth impact will happen. See, here's the thing about that. And impact needs to happen and needs to go further with, like, the door of Guff being properly opened. Because we need to have the therapy session where all the souls intermingle and talk to each other. <laughs> we haven't had that yet, so I know it's still coming at some point. We had a pseudo-therapy session with uh, Kaoru playing the piano. But I guess, ultimately, that's the equivalent of a therapy session where then your therapist kills himself at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of therapy where you go to therapy and you realize you're growing as a person, but... What ends up happening is your therapist ends up dying in the middle of your last therapy session, and now you need a whole new kind of therapy? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because we are now at Shinji hitting rock bottom moment. Which, like, this is one of the things we joked about while watching this movie. It's like, the first time around, Shinji was already not in a great place, so him hitting rock bottom wasn't that big of a fall. <laughs> he so pretty much fell off his chair. That's the equivalent of what happened here. Yeah. This time around, he, like, was in a very good place emotionally before falling, and it it's essentially like he was at the top of a lighthouse and he fell down all of the stairs to the bottom of the lighthouse. So, like, he may have stopped in the middle and thought, oh, that wasn't so bad, and then continued falling down <laughs> Surely the this is the bottom. <laughs> nope. There are more stairs for you to hit on your way down, Shinji. Which, this, I think this Shinji hitting the rock bottom makes a bit more sense. Like, yeah, uh, the stuff happened to Toji and all that stuff was bad, but it wasn't, you know... This is the only person giving me affection. I feel like a better person, and he's giving me hope. This person is literally the embodiment of hope within this reality for me, and I can fix everything that went wrong, and then he dies because of what he did. Yeah. So there's a direct correlation here. It's not like previous situations where Shinji had a level of disconnect. Uh, for example, with Toji, 
he lost control of the unit. His inaction is what caused it, but he, it wasn't an action that started everything. And this one, he plays right into Gendo's hand. Gendo yeah. knew what would happen. He locked off Kaoru's control, so Shinji would pull up the spears. As soon as Shinji got the spears, it went into manual command for Gendo, essentially, and he started to trigger the impact with it. Um... Speaking of which, I take back every complaint I had from the first half of this movie about why isn't anyone telling Shinji? Because clearly, if they did tell Shinji, he wouldn't listen. Because the entire time they were inside the impact or inside the Ava, and Kara looks up and he's like, "That's wrong. I can see the Lilins planning something." Shinji was just like, "All right, time to kill Oscar," and then pull up these two spheres. And Kara's like, "Hey, Shinji, we shouldn't do that. Something's clearly wrong here." And Shinji was like, shut the fuck up, Karu! You said something earlier, I'm not listening to you anymore as you try and stop me from causing the fourth impact. And, and this is a, a, a subtle scene that I love because he's like, hmm, Spear of Longinus and Cassius, but they look the same. Hmm. <laughs> huh, something's wrong here. Meanwhile, Asuka's beating the shit out of the unit 13. He's like, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> This um, means something. Yeah, I, I... I got the feeling that something was going on there. And just the, like... The whole fact of him being like, Shinji, we shouldn't do this, and Shinji being like, no, we're doing this, it's just, like, I felt so much frustration inside my body, and I was like, Shinji, before you were trying to save someone's life, and I recognized that that was what was happening, and you had no one telling you that what you were doing was going to kill a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, his goal was saving Ray, not, oh, I'm going to accidentally start impacts. Yeah, so I have no negative feelings about what Shinji did in the second movie. Everyone else blames Shinji for everything that happened. I don't blame Shinji for what happened there. I 100% blame Shinji for what happened here because his goal was I'm going to start fourth impact but use that to undo third impact and also people were inside the cockpit with him explicitly telling him hey Shinji this is a bad idea and he was like nah fuck you I'm going to do it anyways. I will in somewhat defense of Shinji when you look at the grand story of what's going on here Shinji didn't have an option to pull out at that point right? He was so much fed that this is the only way to undo everything that even people telling him, no, wait, there might be something wrong. He was already like, he was already gone. It was, I need to do this. I recognize that. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I need to redo. My complaints of the first half of the movie was like, no one's willing to give Shinji time of day. If they did, none of this would have happened. I take those back because as far as I can tell now, someone could have told Shinji, hey, by the way, this is what's going on. If you do this or this, it'll cause this. And Shinji would have been like, Nah, you're fucking lying to me. I'm gonna do it anyways. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Like, I, I no longer am like I'm frustrated at Misato for not trying. But I no longer take the stance of if it weren't for Misato not trying, none of this would have happened. I'm still kind of convinced now. Even if Misato did everything in her power to explain everything to Shinji, Shinji still would have did what he did. I mean, if you look at it as Misato trying would have kept Shinji on the relay, or the wonder. Then maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, no, we won't see, because that's not the story we're going to. No, we're going to get different story. <laughs> the next movie is going to involve the fifth impact, and also, I don't know, Shinji, like, finishing high school, I guess. <laughs> he never even got to high school. <laughs> Shinji starting high school so he can finally graduate. Uh, one thing that I, I think is funny to mention is, uh, in our last episode, we discussed the concept of uh, the big Ray reveal hadn't happened to Shinji, and the second part of this movie starts off with the Ray reveal to Shinji, yeah. when Futsuki's like, come play chess with me. Yeah, come play Shogi with me. You know how to play, right? And Shinji's like, I like I know the basic rules. And then he's just like, alright, so here's the thing. I need an excuse to talk to you, 
this is your mom. He's like, are you sure that's my mom? That looks an awful lot like uh, I am. Are you fucking with me? Is this an insult? Yeah, this just looks like an older version of Ray. He's like, nah, this is your mom. Ray's not Ray. Ray's a clone of your mom. All the Rays are clones of your mom. Yeah. Uh, Gendo's plan all along was to get Yui trapped inside Unit 1 and then to get Ray also trapped inside of you. Like, that's not explicitly what Fiyotiki says, but he says... Yui got trapped inside Unit 1, then Rei got trapped inside Unit 1. This has all been Gendo's plan, which makes it sound like Gendo's plan has to get Yui and every clone of Yui also trapped inside of Unit 1. I need that thing loaded with Yui's. I need all the Yui's in one place so I know where they are. Which is great if you think about his original plan from uh, the original run. Of he wanted to put everyone inside Unit 1. It's like It sounds like almost like, I'm going to get all the Yui's in there, then I'm going to be in there. Yeah. And I'll have all the Yui's. It'll be me and all the Yui's. And like if other people there, people are there, sure, that's great. But the main goal is it's me and every possible version of Yui. It's like Gendo's the ultimate like show in a harem character. He's like, I need to create a harem of only this one character. I need every Yui in existence. He's essentially trying to re- uh, replicate... Uh, I want to say Hinata's character from uh, Naruto, where it's just, I'm going to have Naruto and shadow clones of Naruto, and that's going to be my dream existence. It's me and a whole bunch of copies of the one person I love most in the world. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of also where it gets implied that Fyutsuki wasn't doing that because he wanted to, but because Gendo forced him to play that role. Because he was like, oh, I hate playing this role. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he shows him the photo, which has uh, baby Shinji in there. As well as three other people. Yeah. Who those other people are, it doesn't matter. Oh. I mean, it it does does matter, but... (laughs) It does, Peter. I'll tell you that. It does matter. I'm sure it does. I didn't pick up on who they were. Uh, I'm a bit surprised you didn't. So, we'll deal with that later. I might have to go back and (laughs) rewatch that scene. Because it's it's pretty obvious. I I guess, if you don't think about, like... There's connections your brain needs to be making. And I think the story does a really good line of kind of putting a bunch of other information at you that the thing that connects to other things you don't readily notice. But if you stare at it long enough, it, you kind of notice something. Okay. I'm just going to quickly flip through this book and see if it has a copy of that picture. I do not believe it does. I don't think it does, but I'm going to check anyways. It's a whole bunch of Evangelion, uh, like, test art? Prototype art? Whatever. Nope. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, anyways, um, so yes, that's the start off, is Shinji learning that Rei's a clone of Rei, but he doesn't, like, fully believe it at first, so he goes and, like, hangs outside of Rei's room, uh, and he's like, yo, Rei, why are you always out? Why haven't you read my books? I, I, like, put a lot of work into getting these books for you. Why haven't you read the books yet? (laughs) You're Rei Anami, right? Yes, I'm Rei Anami. You're You're the Rei I saved, right? I do not know what you are referring to. And then he just, like, knocks up the books. He's like, fuck this bitch-ass shit, and walks away. <laughs> Signs point to yes. Yeah. Uh, so then Shinji has a panic attack. Like, it's very clear that's what's happening right now, yeah. Shinji having a panic attack. His damn wrote file, and he's like, fuck Avis. Yep. Nothing worked out. Um, the fun part about this downward spiral is he ends up dragging Ray along with him, because... Throughout the rest of the movie, anytime he's in the near vicinity of Ray, he makes a comment about how that's not really Ray. <laughs> and Ray's like, What? I'm not? I'm not Ray. Then what am I? Yep. So it's kind of the same problems the original Ray was going through, too. Yeah. Um, which is, uh. Which is cool. Uh, cool's not the right word, which is a thing that he's going through and he's bringing her through on. Uh, so. 
now he's in his claustrophobic, I'm gonna hiding in my room, like sitting on my bed, but not on the side of my bed that faces the rest of my room, like jammed in between my bed and my wall so I can bash my head up against the wall as well. I don't wanna look at that familiar roof anymore. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then Karu comes in, Karu's like, hey, I see you're already on the bed. <laughs> Looks like you're ready for activities. And she's just like, not now, Kaoru. Uh, I'm being I, edgy. I, I'm going through some stuff. And Kaoru's like, hey, I'm the only person who's ever really loved you now. Take off your shirt. Uh, that doesn't actually happen. I don't know why I'm adding this sexual tension to their relationship. Yeah, there's no carnal feelings. There are no carnal... To be fair, Shinji has no carnal feelings for Kaoru. We don't know that the inverse is also true. That's funny. Karu might have very carnal feelings for Shinji. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, essentially Shinji's like, I can't trust anyone, Sato, Gendo, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps having, like, uh, during his final tech, he keeps hearing their voices echoing in his head of uh, Sakura saying, don't get in the Ava, Gendo saying, get in the Ava, and then Misato cutting through both of them and saying, don't do anything. It's a lot going on in his head right now. <laughs> That's why he's so confused. If I don't do anything, then I'm not getting in the Ava, which means I'm then listening to what she said, so I should get in the Ava, but then I'm doing something. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a whole lot. So it's all misogynist. Yeah, he can't please ev everyone, and he can't please anyone either. Uh, that's the main goal that Shinji has to learn: is that n no one will ever be happy with Shinji. Stop trying to make anyone happy. <laughs> it's almost like one of the central plots so far is Shinji being able to find happiness his own way. Yep. Because this Shinji is still very much tying his happiness to the Eva. Yeah. Uh, which is what Kaoru is trying to explain to him with this whole piano metaphor of like. Stop trying to do things right and just do the thing that feels right to you. Like, don't worry about what is the thing other people want you to do. And let's just hope it's not causing impacts. That's the one thing we don't want Shinji to feel good about. But that's like the one thing that Shinji's best at from that's my true. understanding. <laughs> Shinji's an expert at causing impacts at this point. He's the only person who's done it twice. Yeah. If you go with my theory of we're in a cyclic loop and the Neon Genesis Evangelion is actually happened prior to this and is a part of the same canon, he's actually caused three impacts at this point. That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> Shinji Ikari, Impact Master. He triggered the third impact and also triggered three impacts. Jesus. Want to see me do it again? I mean, yeah, that's why I'm going to end up watching the third movie because I want to see him trigger the fifth impact. You mean the fourth? But it'll be the fifth in the story, which is the fourth one that he has triggered. Oh, God, this world. Um, so, yeah, Shinji's uh, going through some stuff. Yeah, and the rest of this movie is pretty much just them descending into central dogma to what's left of Lilith. Uh, looks like she was decapitated and had two spears through her. Yeah, uh, so they're going down to collect the Spear of Longinus and the Spear of Cassius. Yep. Uh, which is weird, because they're supposed to be, like, twin spears, but these don't look like twin spears. They look like two of the same spear. Yeah, well, as we saw, Cassius had the bladed part at the end instead of the forked end. But this one is looks like two Longinus spears. Yep. So something's going on here. And Karu's fully aware of the fact that something's going on, but Shinji does not fucking care. Yeah. He'd much rather try and kill Asuka real quick and then go pull some spears out, because he can undo killing Asuka once he has the spears. Yeah. Uh, he's also shit-talking Rei, who's also getting shot to shit by fucking Mari. Yeah. Uh, it's good for him. Yeah, like the line too, it's like, oh, your original was way cooler. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Asuka... She pushed me away from the nuclear explosion. Asuka has fully upgraded Shinji from idiot Shinji to brat Shinji. He's no longer stupid, he's just doing this to be an asshole now, I guess. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, good for him, I guess. 
I like how Asuka's like, just let me kill you, Shinji. And he just bitch slaps her, throws her across. Like, how dare you hit a woman? Yeah, she's trying to stab him, complaining about the fact that he won't let her kill him. And then her battery runs out and he uses that as a moment to backhand her across the room. She goes flying and then complains about the fact that he hit a girl. Yeah. Uh, they're really leaning into the Ava versus Ava fights at this point. As you said, didn't see any, a single one until this movie, and now we've seen, like, three of them. Yeah. Well, it's the struggling ideals, right? At this moment, it's Wheelay versus Nair. Yeah, it's no longer about humans versus angels. It's now fully about Nair versus... Uh, Which was kind of what End of Evangelion peaked to, right? It was like, oh, it was humanity versus humanity at the end. And if you look at, like, narrative beats where we're at, we're at the End of Evangelion point of the story, in a sense. Yes. Yeah. Also, uh, Gendo defeats uh, Sile. Yeah, he just like straight up hits a couple buttons and kills all of Sile. Yeah, okay, so it's not really explained, but what the context we're supposed to get is is Sile has already transferred their souls into their monoliths, I guess. So he just unplugs them. Yeah, he just like turns off the monoliths. But the, the thing I love is uh, the leader, uh, Kiel, is like, oh, fine, do it. We already had our goals happen the way we wanted to. Yeah, this is all what we were hoping for anyways. Yeah, and it's also implied that they set up Shinji as their trump card. Yeah. I like how everyone considers Shinji their trump card, but no one is willing to acknowledge Shinji has any value. <laughs> That's everyone, why he's the trump card. Yeah, he's the secret card in my pocket, but also, it's like a fucking two of spades. It's the worst card I could have right now, but it's also my secret trump card. <laughs> but the moment I get the three other twos, boy god, am I gonna win. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so yeah, fuck Shinji. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Fuck Shinji. I guess that Shinji's moral of the story about Shinji. Yeah. Um, so Shinji takes direct control. He collects the spheres after backhanding Asuka. Uh, immediately pulls the spheres out and awakens the 12th angel and also turns Karu into the 13th angel at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and that's the interesting thing, too, is uh, the 12th angel very much is heavily inspired by Armacell. Uh, with, you know, changing shape and forming and all that stuff. And the, the baby, like, thing at the end before it gets exploded by Unit 13. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Kaoru is the first angel who was turned into the 13th angel. Uh, through Gendo's plans, he realizes it too late. And then pretty much two angels are killed, being absorbed into Unit 13. And Lilith is also dead. Yep. So... A little bit different than the last time we saw instrumentality. Yeah, it's Gendo is fully banking on Unit 13. All those ships in one unit. Yeah, like the last time. Yeah. And he was forced to divert to the little thing. <sighs> Gendo, Gendo, Gendo. So anyways, the plan does not work out for Sile because their understanding of Sile's plan was for uh, the 13th Angel inside the Ava to trigger the 4th, th 3rd, Impact, whatever you want Fourth. to call it. Fourth Impact. Um, awakening the Gate of Gulf and uh, causing, triggering the impact. Uh, but Karu straight up like takes enough control to stab himself in the heart with both spears. No, that was actually the unit doing it itself. Because oh. it remember at the end of Evangelion, they did to impale themselves. Right, yes. Now, everything happening after the spears were pulled out, Shinji and Karu had no control over. Okay. But Karu does like say he's going to close the doors of Gulf. Yep. sacrifices himself by blowing up his head by being an angel inside of the DSS collar. Yep. That all happens. Uh, and then uh, Mari actually is the one who pulls... Or was it Mari or was it Asuka? Yeah, Ma Mari's like, uh, you know... Oh yeah, Shinji has a, Shinji's important to this. Yeah, it's... Uh, 
Murray uh, refers to Asuka as my liege or my empress or my queen or whatever, and Shinji as the puppy. Stop being such a puppy. Learn how the world works. I'm going to pull these spears out of your heart. Yeah, go save the princess. Yeah. Which is great because uh, at this point, uh, Unit uh, 9, which is piloted by the Ray, tries to take over the Wonder. We find out that, again, it gets mentioned multiple times, that it's one of the Atom vessels. Yep. And apparently the Wonder originally belonged to Unit 9. And yep. Nine was taking control of the Wonder, which Asuka had to stop. She goes uh, into an inversion mode and turns her unit very cat-like. Yeah, it becomes like sort of beast, well, bestial, obviously. But I would describe it as kind of like um, wolfish is what I would compare it to. Yeah, and she ends up having to eject from it as it self-destructs with uh, the Nine unit. Yeah, so she's ejected. Uh, Ray Q ejects out of her one. And then Shinji's ejected out of uh, Unit 13 by Mari. So we see Mari kind of getting taken off by the Wonder because they have to leave because the toxicity levels are too high for normal people to be able to be fine there. And so the next time we see uh, Asuka after this, she's looking at Shinji after she looks like, you didn't come help me. Like yeah. she was aware that Mari said, go help her. <laughs> yeah, go save the princess. And Shinji's just crying inside of his entry plug because his best friend Kaoru died. Yep. No one else was willing to talk to him for the past 14 years. Yep. I mean... Other people might have been willing to, but Kara's the only one who has actually talked to Shinji over the past 14 years. That's true. Um, and so his only friend has died. And so, of course, he's in the fetal position crying like a Shinji would. Yep. Um, very Shinji move. Very Shinji move. Much like how the very Rei move is not putting on clothes unless directly ordered to put on clothes. The very Shinji move is... <laughs> living in a drug den. Yeah. Uh, Shinji move is crying in fetal position while inside of an entry plug. And requiring the princess, the damsel in distress, who he is supposed to save, to instead fucking get pissed off and save him instead. Yeah. Uh, and then Ray shows up, and Ray's like, I'm gonna, like, follow you guys now, because I don't know what I am. My, my orders were to do that, and now it's done, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. So I'm just gonna follow you guys until yeah. maybe you got some orders for me? Hopefully you can help me figure out what a Ray is, because it's clearly not me, and I don't understand what I am, so... You know, I'm starting to think Ray might be a drug addict for orders. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Please, I just need a fix. Just order me to, like, breathe or something. I don't care. That's what's going to happen in the next movie. Is Asuka at one point is just going to be like, just die already. And then Ray's just going to crumble to pieces. <laughs> I'm set free. <laughs> Finally, someone ordered me to stop existing. Everyone forgets you, Ray's. Yeah. Oh, God. I wouldn't even be surprised if that <laughs> happened. <laughs> Uh, well then. That was the movie. Yeah, much like the other one, back half is pretty much the fight. The 12th Angel was sealed within Unit 6, which itself was implied to have stopped the third impact. Which, at the same time, Shinji had nothing to do with an act of Lilith, and Unit 6 was only above ground last we saw it, stopping him from triggering it. So something happened after the end of that movie that we don't know about. But it ended up decapitating Lilith, presumably. But with that, uh, the 13 angels are gone. Uh, we are now at the point uh, in the original series when instrumentality did happen. Yeah. We got there over a slightly different path, and it took 14 years instead of one. But, like, plot-wise, we're roughly at the point where we were the first time around. Yeah, Gendo has everything he needs for his plan. It's just the execution now. Yeah. And... Hypothetically, the only thing now in his way is Will. Yeah. Which might make things play out differently, because Will I wasn't in his way the last time around. Yeah. 
Shinji was in his way because Rei had stronger feelings for Shinji than she did for Gen. That's true. She's like, I'm going to help him accomplish his goals. Well then, what the fuck's going on with this world, Keith? <laughs> oh, do you want to go into questions now? I, unless you have something better for us to do before questions. I mean, if we're going through the plot, then questions is the next step. Alright, so yeah, what the fuck's going on with this world, Keith? Can you be more specific on that question? No. It's just vibing, man. <laughs> it's just vibing. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're telling me. It's red. That's fair. Um... So, as we said, this is Ray Q, because we don't know how many other Rays there have been. Yeah, we only know, and this is kind of backed up by uh, Asuka, is that she's one of the original Ayaname batch. So, so hypothetically, there's... she's one of the ones that were in the vat that got killed when Ritsuko had her meltdown in the original run. So there might be other Rays that are piloting MPEs or something like that, but they're not the same. Like, she wouldn't feel the need to specify one of the original batch if there weren't other versions of Ray out there, I assume. That's how I choose to interpret that line. Um, is everyone dead? Like, Toji and all them? That's something that hasn't been answered to us yet. We just know that Sakura said that she was the younger sister to Toji. But Toji, Did Kensuke, Kari, Pen Pen, we don't know what happened. Okay. Uh, quick question. You might not know the answer to this because it is a rather specific detail. Do you know if she said, I am Toji's little sister, or I was Toji's little sister? She said, I am Toji's younger sister. Okay. I choose to believe that means Toji's still alive. Um, and by timeline standards, he'd actually be a 40-year-old man now. It's true. <laughs> Fucking time, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Although, I guess that should make him actually like a 50, 60-year-old man Yeah. by our standards. He'll be walking around with one of those walkers with like the tennis balls on the bottom. <laughs> Don't want to scuff the ground. <laughs> Don't want to scuff the ruins. <laughs> but he'll still also be more than willing to throw down and beat the shit out of a 14-year-old. My sister told you not to get in the Ava again. You almost hurt my sister when you caused the fourth impact there, Shinji. Bow! <laughs> hurt her emotionally, too, when you got in the Ava. Oh, God. Uh, so, that's what's going on with Shinji and Asuka and all of them. Um, you said... The toxicity is too great. That's presumably why Shinji had to wear a hazmat suit. Um, is that, like, everywhere on the surface as far as we know? Everything we've seen so far. Okay. So uh, Clearly there's pockets that seem to be fine. For example, inside the geo front where Nerve HQ is, it doesn't have that red. So I think the best way to equate it is if you see everything covered in red, it's that toxicity level, which is mainly due to the LCL uh, pollution. Okay. So, because what my next question was going to be, doesn't that kind of mean that Shinji and Asuka and Rei are all fucked because of the fact that they're currently in the red area and don't have a direct and obvious means out of the red area? But then again, I assume as part of the curse of the Ava and their time spent in LCL, they might have some sort of resistance to LCL corruption as well. So Yeah, I mean, considering Asuka hasn't aged in 14 years physically... It's probably safe to assume that she's not fully human herself. Yeah. And if it's a curse of Ava that affects all pilots, Shinji's probably got a little bit of that in going. And Rei, it also clearly isn't fully human either. Yeah. Besides, it doesn't matter if she's in trouble or not. She's going to ask uh, Asuka what to do at the start of the next movie. <laughs> I wasn't ordered to die in this pollution, so I yeah. won't. Yeah. 
but then Oscar will tell her to go die, and she will. Yeah. So it'll work out. Exactly. Um, everything will be fine. Uh, no, I. I suppose there are other questions, but they're the kind of questions of what's going to happen in the next movie that I suppose I have to wait a decade slash two weeks, depending <laughs> on which timeline we're in. Yeah, it was t- it was ten years difference when this uh, movie came out to the next one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you have any questions you want to just put out there, that's fair. So, with the fact that Ray's soul, no, she, her soul's inside unit one, not unit thirteen, and presumably unit thirteen is now what, uh, uh fucking Gendo's putting all of his chips into triggering the fourth impact. Right? Yeah, unit he's, thirteen is the final Evangelion. It's the one he's planning on using to trigger the fifth impacts now. Yeah. Um. Does he need a pilot in it now, or can he para- uh, theoretically do it with a dummy system because of the different things it absorbed in that fight? So a dummy system would not be able to create an impact, essentially, due to the simple fact that it doesn't have a free will. Okay. So that's the same reason why uh, Ray Q couldn't be used in the dual plug system to pull up the spears, because two souls are needed. She doesn't have one because the Ray soul is missing at the moment. It's currently inside unit one. So because of that, in order to trigger impact, you need a wish. So it require either Gendo to, I guess, get in the suit and get in the robot, as you will. But it's been effectively sealed. I still don't think Gendo is going to count on Shinji getting on the robot and wishing what Gendo wants. I have a feeling Gendo is more so counting on himself having more direct control over the wish this time around. Yeah, Gendo's going to always be the one with the full control yeah, so I have to assume his plan is going to somehow involve him having direct control over Unit 13 and the fourth impact himself. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but that is my assumption. It's, it's going to come down to Gendo, and Shinji's probably going to try and stop it. This is the prediction part. I'm still refining my prediction, so let's not worry about that. Oh, yeah. Um, no, no questions. Let's move on. Uh... If Fan had, questions? Do we have any of those? Well, before that, is there any questions you want to ask to confirm anything? No. No? I want to fly by the seat of my pants and have my assumptions and not know whether or not they're right. That's fair. Uh, I will give one confirmation uh, in the question thing, and just to kind of nip this one in the bud. CLA is gone. Good. There's no question about it. Though CLA is gone, there will obviously still exist in some capacity because Shinji is their trump card, in a sense, that they set up. Whether that plays out the way they want, they have no longer direct control over it. It's pretty much... They played their final hand and left things as it was. Yeah. It's essentially, they were playing poker. They said, I'm all in, and threw their cards on the table. And it's just down <laughs> to like seven not... of them were Uno cards? Yeah. And now we're just waiting to see what Gendo pulls out of his ass to respond. So, uh, going into questions from some of the fans, uh, this one came from Ahmad from uh, the Instagram channel. When Ray decided to let Shinji choose Mankind's fate at the end of End of Evangelion, why was his instrumentality different from Gendo's and Sile's? Because his wish was different. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. Ultimately, Gendo wanted to reunite with Yui, and he didn't care about what really happened to the rest of humanity. Sile wanted to become gods to rule over humanity, and Shinji just wanted to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then not be alone. Yeah. Shinji had different goals from the other people, and so his thing played out differently. Yeah, if Gendo had, had control, our understanding is that 
everyone just would have ended up inside of Unit 1, and that would have been the rest of existence, and if Celia hadn't had their uh, plane come through, everyone would have been locked inside of Unit 1 except for them, who would have been inside of the MPEs, and they would have lived as gods, controlling the world as they see fit. And in Shinji's way, Shinji's alone, and then Shinji's on a beach, and Asuka eventually wakes up, and maybe other people eventually. Yeah, so it's just the wish that's at the core of instrumentality. And it keeps going back, I think. Instrumentality is just what it's dubbed, but ultimately the fallout tends to be the wish made, or yeah. the goal that they have. Yeah. I'm asking if you want to go back to this one, but Korean Burrito's question from uh, the last movie. I do not remember what Korean Burrito's question was. Uh, the best girl one, now that we've met all of them. <laughs> now that we've met all of them. Your brief time with soccer. Uh, or would you prefer to address this uh, near the end of the next movie? I, I am willing to update my answer, okay. but I reserve the right to change again by the end of the next one. Yeah, our ongoing uh, question with Korean Burrito is what with it, I guess this is dubbed now. Yeah, uh, questions with Korean Burrito. Um, yeah, I am updating my answer now. So I believe last time my answer was Ramiel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I talked about how during original run I was kind of between Asuka, or Ray initially, and then swapped over to Asuka's side. After watching the first movie, I was fully on uh, Ramiel's side. After further consideration, I think at this point, I think I have to be on uh, Asuka's side for best girl right now. Um, it just feels weird to say Ray when Ray is not Ray right now, and it feels <laughs> weird to say my votes for the soul trapped inside of Unit 1 that we got no sign of this movie. Well, I guess that technically means Unit 1's best girl, then, if you choose Ray. No, I'm just explaining why none of the other girls are my choice, because it can't be Ray for those reasons. It's not going to be Mari, because, I don't know, Mari doesn't seem interested in anything except for piloting an Ava. Least of all fucking Shinji. Um... I just don't know enough about Sakura to choose Sakura other than she's responsible for Shinji getting his ass kicked uh, a couple times. So yeah, no. Like, and honestly, isn't that enough? Yeah. And after her behavior in this movie, I I can't condone Misato anymore. So yeah, no. Asuka's the only choice left to me. <laughs> That's fair. I, I'm still going to stick with Mari. Fair. Mari is cool. I just... I feel like... Okay, so when I answer the question best girl in my mind i'm answering who should end up with shinji in the end oh, okay uh which is why i can't vote for mari because i don't think mari would enjoy that situation <laughs> this bitch just keeps crying yeah i mean that's a way to rephrase it i guess the question is like who do you think's gonna end up with shinji in the yeah. end uh no one is also an answer uh yeah my if we're rephrasing the question to be that I think Shinji's going to end up alone. Is Kaver still in the ring? <laughs> yeah, no, we're bringing... He, Shinji's going to control instrumentality, but he's not going to bring everyone back. He's just going to bring Kaveru back. Even though he has no cardinal feelings for Kaveru, I can't be clearer about that. He's still bringing Kaveru back. What if he goes full Gendo, though? He's like, I need to load up so many Kaverus into this Unit 13. <laughs> he creates Kaveru, but then also clones Kaveru a hundred times and puts all the clones inside of Unit 1. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh... Um, the Ikari method. Uh, yeah, best girl, I'm going with Asuka. Uh, most likely to end up with Shinji is no one, he will die alone. <laughs> well, with that, uh, I guess it's time to go into some fun facts here. Uh, so, I guess a good one to start off with, uh, which, uh, kind of gets briefly mentioned, but Biutsuki confirms that Yui's, uh, maiden name is Yui Ayanami. 
Yeah, so that's why earlier on when we heard them playing around with names, they were debating Shinji Ayanami and Rei uh, Ikari, and then landed on Rei Ayanami or Shinji Ikari. Now, here's the interesting thing. This is a very big deviation from the original run. In the original run, she's Ikari, and uh, uh, not Futi, uh, Gendo is like Mokenbugi or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, I... I thought she was a curry the first time around, so that makes sense. This is a deviation. Um, cool. Fun, fun, fun facts. Yeah, what that means? Who knows? Maybe nothing. Uh, the other thing that's worth mentioning is the fact that the third impact that happened, and what happened with Shinji at the end of 2, there seems to be some sort of disconnect from. Yes. Because the impact that Shinji was triggering was stopped. We saw the uh, chambers close when he got speared by uh, Kaoru's is coming down. Yeah, and then Unit 6 was seemed to be used to prevent instrumentality on Lilith, which also sealed the 12th Angel inside of it. Yeah, they made a point about it. It wasn't the third impact, it was the near third impact is what Shinji did, but at the same time, they're now referring to stuff as the fourth impact, but that there was a third impact. And also, yeah, there was some shit that happened clearly between Lilith and the Twelfth Angel during that time when we were away. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing, which is probably going to fuck with the your understanding a bit too, uh, Kaoru is both the First and the Thirteenth Angel. Yeah, no, I caught that detail when that was said and chose to brush past it because I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Alright, successfully brushed past. Well, what are we talking about now? Uh, Kaoru says, I'll see you again, Shinji, before his head explodes. Yep. Yep. You know, that just fits in my with my theory I have that... So I don't know how well my theory fits anymore based on what happened in this movie, but my theory has been that this is some sort of cycle uh, between Neon Genesis and then Rebuild telling the same story, except it's not a different telling of the same story. They're happening one after the other, and there's just some sort of looping happening where it's going through the same story multiple times with slight deviations. Um, so I'm saying I'll see you again is... Kaoru having a greater understanding than anyone else and him knowing that it's going to loop again and that's when he'll see Shinji again. Um, My original theory was that this was going to end with instrumentality and then the reason that the fourth movie was called 3.0 plus 1.0 was because it was going to be the start of the new series 1.0 that takes place after 3.0. That was my understanding of why it was going to be called 3.0 plus 1.0. That hasn't happened yet so I don't think that explicit part of my plan was right um but them calling it thrice upon a time does make it seem like this is the third time it's happening but i was thinking about this earlier this could still be the third time it's happening because one of the things we discussed earlier on when we were watching neon genesis was the fact that the anime series and the manga series have differences between them like not huge differences but there are subtle differences between the two of them so that could be the first and second run i don't know which order they happen in and then this could still be the third one thus making it thrice upon a time and it's just the third time that instrumentality in that group therapy session is happening that could be what's going on uh that could be what that could be what it's referring to that's what i choose to believe it's referring to you'll find out when that next one happens for sure in 10 years time (laughs) um I briefly mentioned this one already, but that photo uh, that uh, Futsuki shows uh, Shinji with uh, Yui holding him and he mistakens it for Rei, there's some interesting stuff in that photo. Yeah, I gotta go back and look. What it means, who knows, but uh, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. 
soon. Pretty much as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to look up that image and study it. But I have to be careful how I look it up. Because if I just Google it, it's going to end up coming to like a page of like, here's all the little details you missed in this picture that explain everything. And Ten I'm details like, you missed in this one photo from the entrances. Yes. And that's not what I want. I just want to find an image of the image so I can study it myself. Uh, I guess we can get into the idea of the title. Uh, oh, yes. You cannot redo. Yeah. So I think this one's pretty self-explanatory on uh, base level. Yep. Uh, where Shinji is pretty much promised that he can redo everything. Yeah. So if we're looking at it from the idea of the you cannot redo being the first half of the movie versus the second half of the movie... The whole first half is him trying to figure out how he can fix the mistakes he made at the end of 2.0. And the second half is him realizing that the plan is not going to work out and he can't fix what he did in 2.0. So that kind of makes sense. You cannot redo. Oh, well, there's also another layer to this of it's Shinji wants things to stay the same. He doesn't want things to be different. He wants them to all go back to what they were. Which is also within the same thing of he wants to redo. He wants everything back to the way it was. And the first half is him assuming that it's possible, and the second half is him learning that you can't redo. Yeah, uh, and Coward was kind of the driving force of you can't really redo things truly. Things are always going to change, and it's you have to be able to adapt to that. And Coward was saying you can fix things wasn't so much, oh, things will go back. It was you can make things better. Yeah. Because <laughs> the planet, not really livable right now to a degree. I don't... So there was the second interpretation of the titles is how it compares to the original series versus this. I do not know how the title compares <laughs> to the original series because we have diverged quite heavily from the original series. I don't know the connections anymore. Well, if one can look at it as you can't keep redoing the same story over and over again. I suppose that is a solid way of looking at it. Yeah. Up until now, we have been suddenly redoing the series with minor changes. We can't redo the same series anymore. We have to do a new series. Yeah. Makes sense. Because they're not always directly story ones. It could be more meta-based ones, which is that you cannot advance also as a meta reading of the second one. You can no longer advance the story in the same way it's been. And then the fourth one doesn't have one of these nod titles. It's just Thrice Upon a Time, right? Yeah. 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time. Yeah, which I guess now's a good time to also get into the numbering idea. So this is more of a a very deeper fan theory that doesn't really have anything confirming it, but there's a lot of fan base that does believe that this might be a thing. So this kind of goes into, and this is a, these were prominent theories before the final movie came out, so nothing really spoiler from it. I'm just kind of putting in the mindset that people had at that point. One of the strong ideas was that each movie represents a view of Evangelion as a fan base. So 1.11 or 1.0 is what Neon Genesis is, or was. Yes. That's very core Neon Genesis. It played out almost the exact same. Very Minor differences, but almost the exact same, yeah. 2.0 is what the fans want Evangelion to be. It's a lot happier characters, and a lot more fighting angels winning the day, saving lives. Yeah. yeah. 3.0 is believed to be what Anu believes Evangelion is. And that's why I also kind of think, well, movie 3 kind of is what makes me somewhat believe this, is because it gets very much back to the core of what Anno's telling the story of Neon Genesis was about. It's the story about Shinji. It's a lot more slower, calm down, and Shinji's more mental well-being and going through his internal thoughts. Confusing. Yeah, no, all fits with Anno's vision. So then, would that mean that the fourth vision being 3.0 plus 1.0, 
according to this theory, is it's a combination of what Evangelion 1 originally was, or Neon Genesis originally was, plus with a closer view of Anno's perspective of what it should be. Effectively, the number sequence of it is believed to be what Evangelion was transformed into what Anno believes it can be. Okay. That makes sense. Get some of that sweet, sweet therapy. Yeah. And then Price Upon a Time, we'll discuss that, obviously, when we get into it. Uh, no, I've already solved Price Upon a Time. We don't <laughs> need to discuss it. Were you not listening ten minutes ago when I was explaining the Price Upon a Time title? Uh, something that's a bit interesting to mention. And this is... Uh, you know, this is just me talking out loud, which is a very interesting thing. So, when Mari... <laughs> I'm sorry, just the way you phrased that, just... This is me talking out loud, which is a very interesting thing. Normally. Yeah, you're a fan of your voice. I yeah, understand. I'm, not, I'm not definitely not drawing my attention to anything. Yeah. But... Uh, when Mari's fighting Ray, she mentions uh, that her original was a lot friendlier than she is, uh, but Ray and Mari never really met on screen. That's true. In fact, they didn't actually talk either during the fight with Zuriel. Yeah, because wasn't by the time Mari joined the fight with Zuriel, Ray? No, they were both fighting at the same time. But they weren't but talking. They weren't talking. You're right. Wonder what that. Probably nothing. Yeah, who knows? So yeah, Probably that's... nothing. <laughs> that's my fun facts. There's a bit more in this one, obviously. Of course. So, how are you feeling after this movie? What are your thoughts on it in the grand scheme of Evangelion? I'm really glad I don't have to wait a decade for that final movie. <laughs> yep, yep, I uh, fully agree with that one. Uh, no, I'm, I'm feeling good about... It sounds weird to say I'm feeling good because every time I make a prediction I end up feeling sad when the prediction comes true. So I'm not feeling good about that, but like I'm feeling good with where the series is and where it's going. I am enjoying what I am seeing. Yeah. And uh, obviously we're going to the last movie. There's not any more rebuilds after this. There's not even, you know, oh, maybe there will be. This is the end of the rebuild storyline. And what that means for the grander scheme of things, we'll find out. This is the end of the rebuild storyline. Has Anno said that he has no intention of doing any more Evangelion stuff? Like, we might get Evangelion, like, fucking video games or side stories, but, like, is this is it for the main story as far as we know? I feel like that's something I should probably answer once we finish the next movie. Okay, fair enough. I hate you. It's like, the way, because the thing is, if I tell you that, that's the equivalent to, like, when a character dies in, like, a Marvel movie. It's like, oh, but they got three more movies in their contract, right? I guess. And trust me, there'll be a lot to discuss about what Anno said about the franchise in the, the next episodes when we cover the final movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, on my hand, end of this, though, uh, I think, personally, out of the rebuild movies, this is probably my least favorite one. That's fair. Uh, because it feels more like it's just a transition of the uh, first two movies to the fourth movie, and less so uh, its own standalone thing. Yeah, it does have a little bit of uh, what I refer to as middle child syndrome in yeah. a trilogy, where it's it's less about the plot itself and more so about getting from the first movie to the final movie. Exactly, and that's kind of my one complaint with this one. It's not that it's a bad movie. I enjoy watching it, but when you have to put it up to the four movies in the series, it's the weakest of them. Yeah, that's fair. Because uh, uh, when I think back about it, my favorite thing in this movie is still probably Calvary and Shinji playing the piano. That's the I big standout say. moment, Tolvin. To the point where, like, 
after you pointed out that he's listening to track 28, we've only ever seen him go as far as, like, 25 before, I have to assume Shinji, like, while they were playing piano together, was just constantly recording them playing piano, <laughs> and that's his new go-to listening, is just him playing piano with Kaoru. That's fair. And I don't blame him. I feel like if I'm going to re-watch any of this series, I might just rewatch them playing piano by themselves and cut out everything else around it. Yep, it's very fun. <laughs> yeah. As I said, Kaoru... The way Kairu talks about learning piano, I know it's like a metaphor for how to go through life. Still just makes me want to learn how to play piano Kairu's way. You're gonna get a piano or some instrument and just fuck around, find yeah, it. Fuck around until it starts sounding like music. <laughs> okay, so with that, time to wrap up this episode. Uh, we finished 3.33. So if you'd like, please favorite, subscribe, follow, pass on information, write a review. Anything helps with the podcast. You can also find us every Wednesday as we upload on YouTube and most podcasting platforms. You can find the episodes. On top of that, we also have an email where you can send us any messages or questions at whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com. And of course, we also have the Instagram page, Farewell to Evergillian, which you can find where we update information about facts and trivia about the series as we go through in canon order, as well as we have polls, questions, and Q&As and all that stuff. So make sure to join in there and you can ask us stuff directly. And as always, Peter, for the final movie... Price Upon a Time, what can we expect next time on Neon Genesis Evangelion? Alright, so it's not related to the plot in the slightest, but Asuka's gonna give up her tsundere ways and confess her feelings towards Shinji, but Shinji's gonna be like, nah, fuck that, I'm still into Kaoru, and then he's gonna trigger fifth impact, though well, third imp- on impact! I'm not sure which number of impact he's gonna trigger, but he's gonna trigger an impact, and in doing so, he's gonna cause instrumentality, and he's just gonna hang out with Kaoru in instrumentality and, like, learn the plot of the world. Sounds very happy. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to tune in next time, and there'll be plenty of fan service.